So we're we're recording. Oh shit! We're recording. <laughs> Sorry, we're recording. Well, welcome to another episode of It's me, Ajwa, and Nicole. Did you hear how loud I said? <laughs> Girl, I think they heard you all the way in Pluto. To my Pluto peeps, what's up, Nicole? I'm sure you heard Nicole. <laughs> I'm trying to to elevate my voice. You know, it's funny because it actually. It actually hurts, you know, to talk a lot louder, all yeah. consistently. Because it's not so. your voice. That's not who you are. You are this. You are the soft-spoken, soothing <laughs> voice of our podcast, and I'm that loud grin. <laughs> you bring the energy, though. You bring the energy. So Girl, I don't know where it's coming from because I slept at two a.m. last night. So oh my gosh, so did I. Were you Were you up watching something or no? So um. We shouldn't be saying this, but God forgive us. Um, Nadine came over to do some business with Kakra, um, mm-hmm. um, rain free, rain free, rings from rain free. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it, by the way. Thank you. And um, she ended up staying longer, and we were talking. And then, like at one a.m., we hear a knock at our. At, we hear a knock, so we're like, "Shit, who is it?" And Nadine is like, "Kakra, don't, don't like." Um, be careful when you open the door. So she looks through the peephole and she sees that there's a police officer <gasps> across the door. The door. Oh my gosh! So she's like, "Oh my gosh, it's the police!" And then we hear the knock again. So Kakra goes over and she opens the door, and this police officer is like, "Hi, you know, we were here for an issue and we heard some noise, so we just decided to check in to see if there's everything okay." Now I had my hair in plaits and my hair was all over. I had my no bra on and my house coat on, and Nadine was sitting there, and she's like, "No, we're just..." and we we're talking about Chris and Paige from Married at First Sight, so we got really elevated. And she's like, "No, we're just watching a TV show and we're talking about it." And he's like, "Okay, guys, all right, have a good night." So we're like, oh my gosh, did somebody call the police? And did they come and check if we were calling? <laughs> oh friend wasn't there because she's um, Pakistani. So they'll be like, we're having like a little get together, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. But at least thank God Nadine is black, so it looks like she's one of us. Like we're all. <laughs> oh, you guys all live together. <laughs> so, so they're funny. like, okay, guys, see you later. So like, yeah, so she left like a little hour, an hour later because she was like, I want to make sure they're gone, gone before I leave. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, she left so late. I'm too scared to do that nowadays, well, man. When they come, when she comes over, it's not like, oh, a quick like. Hello. No, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's the same when we go over. So it's like, we know like when they're coming over, we're not sleeping early, which is fine, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I was saying like, I couldn't like, um, I'd be... I'd be a little head, like scared to leave, to leave at two in the morning to go home, you know, to drive. Like, because so many crazy things have happened lately. Like I went to the gas station the other day mm-hmm. and I was like looking over my shoulder, you know, because I was like, I don't want some crazy person or, you know, I shouldn't say it like that, but somebody who's just whatever to, to just bad day. No, I'm not going to say that, but yes, to, to, you know, to just like shoot up the place because mm-hmm. I don't look like somebody they like, you know what I mean? So I was like super nervous and, you know, this kind of stuff is, it's weird that it keeps happening in, where is it? Colorado? Colorado keeps getting shot up. That one wasn't Colorado, but the, there was a shooting in Colorado as well. Yes. And then Virginia beach was yesterday or. Oh my gosh. Another one. That one I didn't even know about. Yeah, another one just recently. 
So, but um, the good thing about you and I, where we live, we're just right off the 401, the highway. Right. As soon as people leave our, or we leave home, we hit the highway right away. So I yeah. like, you're not stopping. It's only when Nadine gets like to her part, then she has to drive in at least like 10 minutes to get home off the island. But at least that's our saving rate. So once we hit yeah, yeah, yeah. the highway, we're safe until we get home which is yeah and I mean like for me too I mean I have to park in an underground garage you know like you too but I I haven't done that in so long and I'm just like I'm such a scaredy cat as I get older I do not know why but anyways that's not why we're not that's why we're here today but so today we are celebrating or we're going to wrap up and end off International Women's Month um, just by talking about being a woman and some of the things that we go through as women, but more so related to like expe- expectations of a woman in today's society about like being a mother, you know, also being a mother of like five, having a lucrative, successful job, being famous. <laughs> I don't know, all these things that are expected of women and the expectation that we're supposed to do everything and, you know, and who's who's putting these expectations on us? Is it ourselves? Is it society? Is it men? Is it, you know, there's a whole bunch of factors. So, so that's what we're talking about today. And this is our second episode of the month. And if you may recall, it is more of a, the second episode is always more of a reflective piece, um, you know, getting to know Adra and I a little bit better. And so, yeah, that's what we're doing. And one goal of mine is to talk louder. That's why we were talking about that at the beginning, <laughs> because my whole life I've been told my voice is so little and I hear it when I'm listening back to this podcast. So I want it to sound more <laughs> energetic. <laughs> but <laughs> you sound like you're you're fighting demons. <laughs> I know that was a bit much, but Julia Jackson voice right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyways, so Azra sorry, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ask you that um because I want to start with you. Um you are a mother of one. Mm-hmm. You are a wife. Um, and when we say wife, n- not <laughs> like, you know, but you are like by law. I am a, I am a spouse. Yes. A spouse. And, you know, you also have a very demanding job. You are also mm-hmm. in a top leadership at your job. So there's a lot of expectations from you to um, have, you have all these responsibilities and it's harder now because you, it's, we're in a pandemic. So you're not going into an office where you can escape one. Um, And then also as a, you know, and then when you come home, it's all like when you come home, you can leave the other behind. It's now all intertwined and you are, getting to a point where people are like your child is three is marriage and um is <laughs> it's siri Bixby. Oh, oh, Bixby. <laughs> the the big brother is listening um the challenge is do you have another child 
And is it something that you desire? Is it something that you want? Is it an expectation? Or is it more of because, um, is it whatever it is, what are, how are you, where is your mindset? How are you feeling? Um, do you have like the mommy girl? Do you have like, just share with us being in this space in your life right now. And as a woman, and as, especially as an African woman, how are you dealing and feeling and all of this jazz? I hope you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> no, yeah, I do. Totally. Well, I feel like if I had to describe one word, if I had to use one word to describe exactly how I was feeling at this moment, I would say um, it's definitely deflated because because of all these sort of expectations. And, you know, with these expectations, sometimes I'm like, is it the expectation that I'm putting on myself? Um, but, you know, uh, there's definitely questions here and there. And then there's, there's like, I think there's personal goals as well. Like, so let me start with, for example, with my, with my current role, I feel like I've gone to school and I'm going to go back to school again in September, but I feel like I've done all this stuff to get to where I am right now. And as I was telling you before, Ajwa, that, you know, somebody that I work with in a leadership role was like, you have, you have such a promising career ahead of you. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for 20 years. Like, I thought this was my career. <laughs> and I thought like, you know, this is, you know, so I, I didn't know how to take that messaging from her and I know she meant well but I, I I wasn't sure if I was like man you know is it because like they don't yet see me as a leader yet or whatever and I don't know if again that's just me over analyzing things but anyways all that to say that I've worked so hard to be where I'm at right now both in my education and my professional career and I love it I love what I do so I want to continue on but then there's the part about being a mother and um, of course I wanted kids but I remember a time when I wanted like six kids you know and that's just crazy unrealistic in for me because of um, I, I've never seen myself as somebody to be a stay-at-home mom I've always, always, always have seen myself working in a career that I love. And that's where it's hard to find the balance. Like COVID amplifies everything because you're with, especially if your kid's home with you during this time, you're with your child 24-7. There's no separation. And I think that, of course, that's like a blessing as well in disguise. But you get, I get no work done. And I'm working till midnight every night because I have to balance all these things. And because I don't want my son to be a zombie in front of the TV all day. I have to do activities. I have to, you know, like uh, engage him in really interesting things to make him thrive and all that. And even us doing virtual school, I have to be there with him. It's not like he can operate a Mac on his own. Mm -hmm. And anyways, he's clicking all buttons and closing the computer. Like, you know, it's just a mess. So it's a lot to balance. And um, the thing is like, as somebody who's, entered into a, a leadership position there's that expectation and then you I, I just feel so guilty and apologetic about you know my little son being here and making noise and like there's all these things that feed into what I'm supposed to how I'm supposed to be managing what I'm just like a whole bunch of expectations on me and then that then that part comes in about well my son is three now and like people have been asking are you gonna have another one and I always feel like that's a pretty loaded 
question. If you don't know somebody and their background and things like that, then it can be pretty, um, I wouldn't say hurtful because they mean well, but people don't know the struggle that some people go through with their health to be able to ask that sort of question, you know, and like to be really candid, you know, I am going through something with my health um, that may not give me that opportunity to have a second child. So sometimes when people ask that, I feel obliged to have to say, you know, the typical answer, like, yeah, yeah, we're considering it. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if I can. It's a big risk for me to take to do that. And sometimes people brush it off like, ah, don't worry, you'll be fine, you know. But there's it's my health. And I've, you know, I've been told that if it goes in one direction, it's, it could be fatal for both me and my unborn child. And then, and then the other part of it is like, oh, but my son doesn't have a sibling, you know? And so, and then I'm getting up there in age. I'm not like 20 anymore. And so there's all these things that just weigh on your soul and your heart. And it makes you really heavy, um, heavy hearted. But it's just, I think it's just something that uh, I kind of go through, you know, on a not a, I wouldn't say on a daily basis, but I, I I reflect on it a lot because I also if if I do if I am healthy, God willing, to be able to have a second child, I would like to just kind of get get through it, you know, go go through the motion and not wait much longer, because and I know that may sound a little selfish, but I I want to like I've worked so hard in my career to be where I'm at, and I know career is not everything, but like for example, Adwa when I start, I, I will be starting a doctoral degree in September. A big portion of the research I'd like to do is purpose and identity. And so, I mean, it's a, it's a little bit related to like education and identity, but a big part of it is like, what makes up your identity? Like some people might say, being a stay-at-home mom makes up 90% of my identity. Whereas I might say, being a, a mother makes up only 60, 60%. There's 40% that I love I love the social interaction with my friends. I love a social life. I need that to be able to stay sane. And then the other part is education is very important to me. And then my career. And so like for me, and if I've spoken to other, other people who are having kids, like they may just be a stay at home mom. And I don't, I don't mean to say it like just, I just mean like that is what they're doing. They're not also working. And that's 100% fine as well. But then you sometimes you, you start to feel guilty. Like, am I supposed to be feeling this way? Am I supposed to feel like I, I'm supposed to be a stay-at-home mom? And when I think of my mother, my mother had four kids, but she was so career-driven always. And I, I like, you know, and with education, like she continued her education until she was like 65. She was riddled with cancer, but still doing education and still working and you know for me that was my example so i always attribute that to my mother that that's where i get the motivation to do that kind of stuff um but it is a struggle because you know you do think about like i don't want my son to be alone when he's older and my partner and i toy around with this and we're like some siblings are not even close you know some siblings don't even talk to each other um and we want to be a real realistic in that you know, kids are so much, they bring so much joy to your life. It's like this layer, this chapter, but it is not easy. And so some days are so miserable. (laughs) 
And whoever says that's not true is bullshitting because some days are so hard as a parent. Like your kid's just not listening and maybe he's going through a growth spurt. Maybe he should be napping, but he doesn't want to nap. He should be eating this, but he's not. And like, it just throws off your whole day. And then that causes like tension between you and your partner because you have different ways of parenting and he has something that's more demanding than my job and we fight and like it's, it's just not easy so throwing another kid in the mix during this time um is hard to fathom that we would be like our happiness would be increased <laughs> and that is the truth so so yeah i mean that's where i'm at with uh I don't think, I don't know whose expectation is it if it's like society who, who feels like if you're a woman, you're supposed to have a kid. And um, if you have one kid, you're supposed to have another one at least so that your first one is not alone or lonely. Um, but you're also, supposed, you're also supposed to, you know, provide. And in this day and age in Toronto, like it's so expensive to live here in Toronto any part of the GTA, the surrounding parts. Like, I feel like the only affordable place right now is like living in Niagara Falls. You know what I mean? Like, that is also because of such the influx since COVID, a lot of families moved. It's going up in price as well. Yeah. And like, if you like how sometimes I look at, you know, I mean, (laughs) I feel like as long as you got good credit, (laughs) You can borrow your way to your grave, you know, but I don't want to live that way either. So, so it's different values. And like, oh, I'll just say one more thing, actually, Um, when you were talking about being a wife, you know, even that there's this expectation that um, it's not that I don't believe in marriage. And it's not that I like, I feel people who have gotten married, that is, that is their choice. But for me personally, um, it's never been something that has been at the forefront of my mind. To be quite honest, my career has always come before my idea of getting like, um, like actually getting married. So I'm obviously in a common law relationship. But um, even that, you know, as a woman, you're expected to have this dream of being in a big poofy wedding dress and and it is a beautiful thing i love going to weddings but it's not necessarily something that has been ever really been something that has been like on my the top of my list you know so even that sort of expectation that as a woman this is what you're supposed to desire is um is hard to deal with in a society where it is a majority way of thinking it's the collective way of thinking and if you don't think like that you know you're the minority and you're like just up against having to answer all these questions from people so (laughs) so yeah that's me but anyway what about you what what about what how are you feeling as a woman and these expectations and like these social contracts i um so not contracts social constructs that you like contracts though (laughs) so like yeah what is your take on being a woman and the expectation that you're supposed to be a mother and um being single like what what is all how are you feeling about all that I know I said in my solo podcast the other time some of the challenges I face but um with talking to you as I get older you know like 40s literally knocking on my door soon um I'm not married I don't have any children um I'm not in a relationship 
And it's difficult sometimes because it's, you know, as growing up, especially coming from a African background, being Ghanaian, it is a fancy woman to be specific. That's the tribe I, I'm, I'm from in Ghana. Um, it, the expectation growing up, it was, you know, you go to school, you get a degree, you get married, you have children. I had everything lined up. 24, I will get engaged. I'll 22, I will graduate university. 24, I will get engaged. 27, I will get married. By 29, I'll have my first child. By 35, I would have had all my children. I'm a CEO of a company driving <laughs> my, my, um, what do you call it? Um, Range Rover with red bottoms living in a mansion. all lined up I have been the girl who's dreamt of being married since I was a child I have idolized marriage children all of that jazz and to be 38 going on 39 none of that has happened and it, it it's hard for me but I've finally come to a place in my life where I'm like if it wasn't if it's not God's will for me I am okay because whatever God has in store for me will surpass my desire for marriage and children, right? I don't doubt that it will happen for me, but in this period of my life, I have come to peace that that's not my journey now. And as I, like, as we grow this podcast, I didn't even tell you there was a lady who reached out to me. She's worked with some of the biggest names in, um, in social media in terms of like um, entertainment their brand and in entertainment they she's built their brand and all of that she said she came across my old instagram page where i had the you know pillow talks and she wants to work with me so mm-hmm. she sent me a few whatever um stuff that i can use to build up my brand me being lazy i've been looking into it well blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> and i told her that we have this podcast and i'd rather that to be a brand than that pillow talks whatever um, so I become more like, is it my, do I, I want more of a career? I want like, I, every time I envision my life, I envision me being a mogul, a boss, an owner of a company where I am paying black people, mostly like mostly black people. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'll have people of other side, but I'm paying my employees a living wage. Right. So I'm giving them opportunities. I'm hiring people. I see myself having a home where, like in my grandmother's house, where we had relatives in and out living. I want to be able to give all to that. And I've had a bit of, you know, with my niece being born, I have the opportunity to see, go over there and babysit. And I see how involved it is to be a parent. And there's some days I'm like, do I want this? Do I really want this? I like my freedom. I -hmm. love waking up on a Saturday and not have to rush around or somebody jumping in my bed. I hate sharing my bed. (laughs) So my mom will always say like, so when you get married, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to buy a California King. He can sleep. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like, sorry, but even that assumption that like, I am not, again, I'm not knocking like, it's just your comfort level because yeah. I cannot sleep with somebody and their skin touching me. I can't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I can't. The, you know, coitus or whatever it's called, you know, <laughs> unification of each other. <laughs> but post-coital positions to your corner. Yes. You know? Yeah. 
hundred percent agree. You know, like even when we go on girls trips and we have to share, but you know, the time we couldn't afford to get a single bedroom to our like hotel room to where we had to share. I'm like, I'll sleep on the couch. Like I'm the same way. You know what? I'll I'll make my bed on the floor there. Yes. <laughs> yes, I don't want that. But I also know that like as I'm growing older, I'm like, I'm enjoying my time. I'm enjoying space. I'm enjoying like there's some days I'm like, I don't want to work anymore. But that's more for like my, my corporate life. I love, I like my job I have and they've given me so many opportunities to grow and to develop they've allowed me to use my brain and bring my ideas to like because this brain doesn't shut off so it's good to have a company where they're like let your brain let, let your imagination run wild and we will implement your imagine your your dreams and your desires so it's been great but then there's always that nagging feeling in my spirit and it's because it's something I've desired. I desire marriage. I desire children. But I'm also enjoying, I'm learning to enjoy where I am right now. So it's sometimes difficult, especially coming from a background where marriage is held supreme. Um, it makes you, defines you as a woman. And, you know, I'm not there yet. Is right. it my fault? Maybe. Am I the problem? And sometimes it gets challenging because having a younger brother who is now married with a child, right? people start to wonder, like, even the, the baby is married now, what is holding you back? You know, why are you not married? Then it goes into, and especially being Christian, a lot of people are like, maybe there's a spiritual marriage that is going on and all of that jazz. But I'm also like, if I, when I have to do this, I'm doing it once. And I want to do it right. And I'm not saying I want a perfect man because I'm not perfect. I want a perfect relationship for me. I right. want a companion. I want the person who I'll do life with. I want that person where our purpose are aligned. I want someone I can fight with and still sleep in the same bed with him the next night. I want someone like <laughs> exactly during a pandemic when we're both afraid, we can still lean on each other. Even if, you know, like things get ugly. I want someone who will see me at my worst and I'll see him at his worst and there's nobody else I would rather be with. I don't want to have to pretend. We've, mm -hmm. I've spent my life pretending for most things. I don't want to pretend in my marriage. I don't want to, I want my children to be in a space where I'm healed from past traumas and I'm not passing on generational um, traumas onto my children. So it is challenging. And I also suffer from imposter syndrome where right. am I good enough? Can I do it? Am I capable? Maybe God is not letting marriage and my business to grow because I'm not capable, you know? And so there's this turmoil and being a woman, especially a single woman who's older, you also think about your eggs. You know, like I talked to my gynecologist recently and she's like, girl, it would have been better if you harvested your eggs before 35, but it, it might, it might be an option to start harvesting your eggs. And you start to think, am I not, will I be able to carry a child? And then you hear like our last podcast we had with Nikita, where she mentioned that when you're older and you have children, there's a possibility that your children will suffer from mental issues and what's not when you deliver it there's all these fears and i know there's so much to think about there's so much and i'm like in the end do i truly want it do i truly desire it and the question is yes but can we have it all that's the that's the million dollar question and i mean like 
I know we always um, attribute things to like social media, but sometimes you look at social media and I know sometimes it's really a big illusion, but you just feel like some people just have it all pulled together and have the money, have the this, have the that, you know? And uh, honestly, I try not to let that seep too much into my expectation of my own life. Like, you know, I find honestly when I'm so, so busy and I don't even have time for social media, I don't like even at the end of the night, I feel so much better because I'm just like in my lane. I'm focusing on my bubble Mm -hmm. and, you know, the things that I have to get done. But it's so hard because sometimes you are expect to have it all. I could tell you one thing, for example, Adwa, having a baby, going on maternity leave. I remember when I was going on maternity leave, I felt so much anxiety because it should have been a moment. I actually had to go to a therapist at this time just before I went on maternity leave because I was thinking like, you know, everything I've worked up, worked for up to this point, uh, I'm going to go away for a year and a guy is going to come in and take all the hard work that I've done, all the processes I've put in place and systems and all the hard work. And he's going to come a guy is going to come and take over my role for a year. And I had anxiety about letting go of my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's funny because the therapist at the time was like, this is a job. It's not like you don't own the company. It's not like you're not tied to this place. So why are you so attached to the idea? Like, honestly, the, the therapist was like, who cares? Focus on enjoying this, this child that you have. Um, but that's a real anxiety that women have after they go on maternity leave. Now you have to, you come back from that leave and you, it's like, you have to catch up. You have to show and prove, but you're so tired and you might still be breastfeeding. Like I was still breastfeeding when I went back to work and you have to, you know, go to the washroom and pump to get the milk out so that your, you know, your breasts are not like rocks. (laughs) It's all these things. And then you just feel like, um, you can't, be a, you can't like really enjoy being a mother because you have to get back to work and not even like there is this pressure people are like take an extended maternity leave oh, okay well your 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 income is cut to 33 mm-hmm. percent so unless you're really balling again living in the gta in toronto etc that's hard to do so you have to go back to work and can you imagine in the u.s it's like six weeks six yeah. weeks you're only learning if you're lucky there's if some you're lucky had a few days that is it is the well i know in the u.s too like being pregnant is like an illness or something they categorize it as like a, a sickness or something mm-hmm. as opposed to you know this that we don't look at it like that here in canada but it's just there's just so much pressures so i can totally understand like your side of things in the 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 pressures that you put on yourself but also the pressures from other people culturally yeah. as well right like what you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and, and if I mean, you're not i remember even when i was sick when i had to have my surgeries for the two weeks i took off even though i was supposed it was nice not having to wake up every morning by the back of your mind you're like somebody's going to take your job I had surgery in two weeks and I literally had to let my boss know like almost like I'm coming back I'm coming to work and there were days I'm like just get up and sign in because there's that fear that you're going to lose it yeah we can't I'm tired of having to feel like I always have to go beyond the call of duty proving myself 
being a black woman, number one, you always have to prove that you are beyond. Number yes. two, being a woman in general, it's like you're always afraid. Like a lot of women don't want to go on mat leave, don't want to have yeah. children because they're afraid that they've worked through this career. When they come back, they're not going to be respected. They're going to use it against them. Like, oh, you have to go and run to your kids. It almost becomes oh, yeah. And I'm liking this whole, I love COVID for this simple reason. You're seeing more parents, more moms who are going on Zoom calls and you're hearing their kids in the background. You are seeing some of them put their babies on their laps and they'll have calls for us to see that there is a life outside of our work. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's as much as we like to separate them, we can't separate our home life from our work life because there are times when both will collide especially when you have children or even if you're a single person and you have older parents like when my parents come to town doctor's appointments and what's not i have to take them or kakra has to take them but more so me because my job is a bit more flexible so it's like you have that responsibility and there's that guilt like now my parents have come i'm just fortunate i have a company where they're so understanding we're mostly women so they're very understanding of you have to take go and deal with your your issues you know and you're not penalized for it but some companies are not like that well that makes a hell of a lot of a difference i have to say like if you have a male if you have male bosses mm-hmm. um some are fully understanding i'm not gonna like broad brush all men or mm-hmm. or broad brush any like you know if you're if your boss is a man uh, and sometimes women are not that understanding either you know it's just like to have a really good leader um to understand that you're human mm-hmm. at the end of it all like you are human and there is it's not just about your job but you have these other obligations when you get home like i always think like think one thing i have to say is like i thank god that the you know the current role that i'm in um my boss is a woman and she's just so understanding and accommodating and it makes sense why she does what she does in in the the type of portfolio that we work in which is like access for access programming because you know she's so understanding but if you don't have somebody like that like i remember coming back from maternity leave and it was hard to to do to navigate everything and then your kid is in daycare and if something happens if uh if the child if your child's nose is running for too long they call you you have to come get your kid if he's you know, if he has diarrhea for too long in the day, come get your kid, you know, a fever. And so, you know, you're coming all the way from downtown to the East End on a go train, you know, it's not immediate. And if you don't have a boss that's understanding about those kinds of things, especially if you're just newly coming back from a maternity leave, it's so much stress. It is so much stress. So it's so important, like, I think for people in general, but especially with your career, as you try to balance it, um, to look at people as human, like look at them as human first before you employee, because their health suffers just as much like a new mother coming back to work, her health, her mental sanity, she could be going through postpartum. Like there's so many things to it. And if you, if you yourself haven't gone through it as, as a, as a woman or, and I'm not saying like you have to, you have to have a baby to understand that, to be an understanding boss, 
but there's just so much. And a lot of times people, women hide that um, when they come back because they don't want to be like, oh, you have to go take care of your kids. So we're not going to give you this job. We're not going to give you this, you know, this, this project, this initiative to lead. And then it gets given to the, the single guy, yeah. for example. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, you know, I think the way to counteract that or to, to, to refocus is to really think what's important to you. Like for sure, job, a job is really important. Your profession is really important, but your child needs you too, you know? So you have to, and, and above all, it's like self care, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. I have so much stuff that I have to do, but like, I've just decided like, I have to, I have to take it a day at a time because your health just ends up suffering. And if you're not healthy, like it benefits nobody. No, especially, especially you. And I think as women, one of the things we have to learn how to do is self care. I remember we took a quick trip to Ottawa a couple of weekends ago, me and my, um, my girl group. And I brought my bath bomb, big mistake. Why? Because I stained the bath <laughs> so badly. That oh, did you? <laughs> I stained it, and I was like, so I had to leave a tip for the cleaning lady so that she doesn't report to the building. <laughs> what color was the bath bomb? It was um, it was lavender, but it was not. It was white, right? But it had like lavender leaves in there, and I guess it had something that caused stain. So like my sheets turned blue. My oh back my gosh. bought like those stain be gone, like resolve shit didn't work. But anyways, um, one aside my mishap with my bath bomb, I lay, <laughs> I remember I lay in the bath and I had jazz playing and I just laid there and I just allowed my mind to stop which is mm. very difficult for me because this is constantly going. But I just allowed my mind to fill with foolish, hap- joy, like nice thoughts. It wasn't stressful. I wasn't thinking about whatever. After a while, I was like, why am I, why am I listening to jazz? Let me listen to something like the Bible. My, my, let me do my evening devotions. So I started to listen to like the audio of the, Bible verse um, of the Bible. Then I started reading, I'm listening to a prayer on YouTube just to like put my mind at ease. And I walked out of the bath, got out of this bath and I felt so relaxed and at peace. Mm -hmm. And I realized that sometimes as women, we need to learn how to stop. To be still a hundred percent. And put everything to the side and it's hard i know as moms as wives as girlfriends as um you know caregivers we can't but i did this bath for 30 minutes 30 minutes out of the day i don't think yeah a child or a crying parent like if people say oh but you what do you do you know what it's like to have a toddler no but (laughs) no no honestly when people say that like okay that there's this like yeah there's this crazy world this crazy home life mm-hmm. but come on you know you as as somebody who doesn't have kids or a single like as if you don't know what chaos is like you know like a stressful situation so you 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 empathize and you sympathize with that but it you you're so deserving of of a 30 minute bath like come on you know and no but like i know like some people have i i, I think i listened to something where this man has 
built a sign for his wife. Mm-hmm. So he hangs whenever she wants to do her her bath time, her alone time, she hangs it on the bathroom door like a do not disturb. It's mommy time. So then nobody disturbs her at that child time. And he yeah. takes care of whatever mishaps or craziness that's happening for that period of time where she can just come out and be able to serve. Because when yeah. we're empty, we can't give to our jobs. We can't give to our families. We can't give to our friends. And I'm yeah. miserable when I'm empty. Exactly. I'm miserable. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? We like, we are like, I was, when this morning I made my son like a full, a full on breakfast, like pancakes and eggs. I wanted him to be full mm-hmm. because if he isn't, you know, he's, he's like a maniac first thing in the morning and he's running around and it's crazy. And he cries over the silliest things. You know, if, if you look at him wrong, he's like, why are you looking at me? You know, so <laughs> everybody has to be like filled with like nutrients and sleep and love and, and everything in order to be, to be a good person in general. So can you imagine like with everything that a woman has to do, um, if she isn't full and that's why like you know i'll just tell you something else when i was a new mother i you saw i would leave hendrix at home or bring him mm-hmm. and i'd go out with you girls you know like i'd go to the brunches because that part of my life before and after a kid it was still important it is still important for me to socialize and to be with my friends like um, and I like, and you know, it's a good, it's really important to be able to have a supportive partner because I can just, some men may not be so accepting of like, you know, their, their partner, <laughs> like going to a club while you have this one-year-old, but it wasn't even about like needing to be in a club per se. Cause that's not what we were doing, but it's just the other part of me. I don't want it to die. Because yeah. I love to be to hear my friends and be there for my friends and, and, and that kind of stuff. But that was a big like it used to play. Um, there was some guilt on that because say I would post something mm-hmm. like we went out. I'd get comments from other moms who might say, oh, I wish I had that opportunity. And you're like, but you do. Mm-hmm. You have it. Compartmentalize. That was what is important to me. And um, I, it, it was weighing on my mind so much at the time because I was like, um, I'm feeling this guilt because other people are making me feel it. But what is, is going to make me a better mother mm-hmm. is to have the opportunity to go, to do what I need to, to come back and be a happier person, mm-hmm. you know? So that's another thing where like you get, you want to share your joys, but people sometimes, you know, just judgmental and and put that judgment on you and then you feel really shitty about the things that make you happy exactly and you know one thing too I think a a lot of us single women one of the things that is our expectation is like they tell you in your single years you need to grind and you know all these things basically grind until you will rest when you die and type of thing and so like Mm -hmm. if you're trying to start a business you know grind 24 hours separate yourself from the world like go into hiding for six months and just grind 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 and then you know so that when you come out you're fulfilled you have this business and then you can attract the kind of right person and I'm like, I'm sorry, but I want to sleep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, wanna, I don't want to have to wake up. Like, I think there's so much, especially with us women, 
And you're seeing this a lot on social media now where they're promoting like, you have to have multiple streams of income. You have yeah. to grind until you die. Like basically your nails need to be bleeding. You need to be doing all of this, you know, glorifying this entrepreneurial path that is basically targeted as, especially at us women or even at some mothers, like she was a single woman of three and she built this multi-million business and da, 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 especially with us black women. I think it's more so on us black women. And I understand because we've been through so much trials and tribulations in our lifetime that it's like the messaging of, you know, build and have something of your own. But at the end of the day, we're not practiced. Like, I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to just lay in my bed and not have to think. I love 100%. I want to grow our Fufuim Pap business to be one of the, and I always say this, I want it to be one of the most lucrative multimedia businesses in the world. But how can I grind so much and not rest? If I'm not rested, I'm useless. I can't produce. Mm -hmm. I can't come out and put out content because my brain is tired. I can't write. We can't create podcasts. Eventually you want to go into YouTube or whatever. We cannot create if we're tired. Number two is um, at the end of the day, I want to have a life outside of grinding. I want to see yeah. my friends. I want to be able to, I mean, it's difficult now because we're in COVID and we're in a partial kind of lockdown, but I want to be able to just like even do Zoom calls and have a glass of wine and just talk. Yeah. And then not, and, and not have to always like, I think for, for me personally, um, always feeling like you have to be productive is something yeah. that I, that I have to work on too, because I feel like even on my, on a day off, I feel, mm -hmm. okay, you know, what do I have to get done? And sometimes exactly. you just need, like, you really do need a wellness day, you know, yeah. you need a day to, to take care of yourself. And um, it's true. I've seen these ads too, about like starting your own business and, you know, this is the direction that you're supposed to be taking. But I mean, I do think like, to each their own in the sense that it's all up to what your life goals are because mm -hmm. you do of course if you want to have your own business you do have to hustle hard but not at the expense of like your own health you know like it shouldn't come to that point yeah. and you shouldn't feel guilty that that's not you know the direction that somebody wants to take mm -hmm. i think i think all in all you know what what makes these kinds of situations harder is is what Think, you know considering what other people think of your situation if, if you can all of us if we can like bypass that and just really focus on what we want for our lives individually then we won't feel such like the pressures to be this way or to be that way to be to be skinny and fit and this and that and to you know on three hours sleep and like it's just it doesn't you know work entirely and to be to be able to provide for your husband to be able to like to serve your husband to be able to serve your child to be able to serve yourself all while eating you know clean meals and <laughs> getting eight hours of sleep you know i don't know I, if somebody is experiencing that that's amazing but it's but hard you're exhausted because it's like I think I love being a woman and I pray my next life, I come back as a black woman again, but I just don't want to have to feel like I have this ruler where I'm being measured by right? You know, being 38 and not where you're supposed to be because somebody has told you that by a certain age, you should have achieved this and this and that. Well, if God has intended for you to live till a hundred 
and you're 38 years old and you haven't been married yet, don't you think that God will make sure that you have those things at the right time and it will be long-term? Right. You know, my dad, there's this, my dad always says this to us. He said, do you want to um, eat now and your food will finish early? This is a literal translation from Fanti. If you want to eat now and your food will finish, or would you want to eat later and let it last a long time? Mm -hmm. Pretty much just basically saying that sometimes you, if you achieve success before your time, it doesn't last long. But when success comes or things that you desire come later in life, you know, it lasts longer because you appreciate it. You understand the grind. If you've waited till 38 to get married and you finally meet a great man or, you know, a great woman, you want to make sure that you're going to put your all into that relationship to make sure it lasts a long time, right? But if you have that disposable, it was easy come, it's the same way it's easy go. If you've had to build your career and get to a certain point in your career, when you're spending money, you're not spending like all over the place because you you mm-hmm. work for it. So you're going to be more conscious of how you're spending so it will last a long time. You'll diversify your stock portfolio so that the money grows. Right. But we've learned that if it has to happen now, you see your friends, they're making it, they're doing great things. Oh, Nicole has a child. Nicole mm-hmm. is in a common law marriage. That means I am behind in life. Right. You know well, that yeah, that's our that's our biggest fault as as humans to just it's yeah. the comparison. And I know like it's not an easy thing to just switch off because we have our own goals in life and then we feel like, oh, we should be at a certain point at a certain age like what you were saying in the beginning about 22 you're supposed to be at this point 24 like I think a lot of people do that in general where they set these things but what we forget is like life happens and things happen in between that throw you off your plan um and or you can go through that set plan and at the end of it really hate all that you've done you know I know in my previous role for example I I used to um, work with people who want to go back to school and a lot of it was like second career Mm -hmm. so people have like you know they would come all walks of life you know oh I've been married for 30 years oh I just recently got divorced I want to start something new and um and and that's okay either way is okay you know but I think like you said like the one thing is to just try not to compare Mm -hmm. and think that because one person is in one pathway again i'm gonna say it comes down to like what we've created we've created this mindset in our society that you're supposed to do things like you know go to school get married have a kid buy a house somewhere along those lines like you know it's just supposed to go in this sequence that has been this formula forever you know, but that's just not the way, like, that's just not the way the world works. It is the the majority of, I would say, what people do, but it doesn't even mean you're happy, you know, and like, you have to weigh what's, what is more important. You can totally be um, happy in your marriage with kids. You can be happy. I'm not saying that either, but some people just go through this, go through the motions because that is what is expected of them. And especially as a woman, you're expected to, like we've been saying, you're expected to get married, you're expected to have a baby, you're expected to maybe 
be stay at home. And even so, even if you do have a profession and you have a kid, you're still expected to be the one that's supposed to cook, you know, do the like fold your kids clothing, like do the activities with your kid, read the book. There's so many expectations overall. And it's, I feel like it's, us as a society that constantly perpetuates all these things so that's why I think it's important to stay in your lane and stay focused on what it is that you want as a, as a person as a woman in order to not drive yourself absolutely crazy so I I definitely agree and um, we have sat here and we've talked about being a woman the challenges that come with being a woman we've hit on some of the things that we do to deal with womanhood but there's been a lot of blessings from it that we're living in a time where we can have it all pretty much you right a mom a wife a common law you could be single you can be childless you know you could be anything go after that career whatever and, you know, yes, people will still judge, but we've seen so many women in society become leaders. We've seen in Tanzania recently, the new president is a female. We're seeing in Africa, we have a few female presidents, which is very monumental because it's Africa and we're often a lot, it's a very patriarchal society. So it's good to see. We've seen in the United States that we have the first black vice presidents. Um, and we've seen in parts of like, we've seen New Zealand and other parts of the world mm -hmm. where women are leaders. We have seen women, the new WTO boss mm -hmm. is a woman. Um, and the funny thing is most of these women are married and have children or don't or there's right. mothers or they're not just single women or even if they are they have other responsibilities we had germany who had marco for so many years um as the president um even now in the boardrooms we're seeing i think this week i saw so many organizations where women became the new ceo yeah, I, I've actually seen that too. Like when I even look at um, in my own world, all my like, I work with the principal of our college, the vice principal, they're all women, all women, the dean of students, they're all, you know, women. And it's and very inspiring. It is. And we're seeing women of different races and of different ethnic, back, um, ethnic backgrounds. We're seeing women of different, um, what do you call it? religions women who are in the lgbtqia community coming out and are just breaking glass ceilings right mm -hmm. and no matter your stage in life we're seeing women young women older women breaking barriers that we could never have broken and yeah. i like to say that you and i are breaking our own barriers you know 100%. We have, you are mom, you are a common law wife, you have your director, you know, at one of the most, you know, prominent universities in Canada, you know, I am, you know, a single woman, 38. Yes, I have a great career. I'm the first in my role at my company, first ever in my role in my company. 
Um, I've seen the changes that I've brought as well. And then overall, we have this, our baby, our podcast. Mm-hmm. That is gaining, our platform. Our platform that is gaining a bit of traction. You know, more people are becoming more aware. We're highlighting voices. We've had women on our show who are making a difference mm-hmm. in the world, you know, by using their platform. So we, we, we cry, like there are days we're, we're, we're exhausted, we're tired, we are fed up. There are days I just like, I'm just going to open an OnlyFans and just call it a day. <laughs> you know? Like we're for women embrace their sexuality and mm-hmm. be free to exhibit their liberalism when it comes to sex. You know, there are days that, you know, like I always say, I just, I just want to be a kept woman. You know, there are days that I just want to go into those, you know. You and I have, we both have had, you have your mom was your biggest like influencer looking at she overcame so much she was Mm -hmm. a single mom raising four kids four kids that never went to jail that never (laughs) all successful you know they're all they all have families now of their own i look at my mom you know she gave up her career to stay home and make sure that my sister and my brother and i None of us have never been to jail. Not to say any parent whose child has gone to jail means they're not a good parent, but you know, she's raised good citizens. And on top of all that, my mom, even though she was stay at a home mom, she was entrepreneurial. She still is. Right. There's always like, I remember she had a store in her house. Now she's focused on her bee jewelry. She's always trying to hustle mm-hmm. and make like, yes, my mom is married and my dad is a great provider but she handles her own just as your mom did. So we have been influenced by these type of women and there are days we lay in our bed and we don't want to get up, but Mm -hmm. we we get up and we face the world, (laughs) we face oppression, both racial, sexual, whatever. And we, we overcome. Right. And, And there's a woman out there right now who is listening to us who is like, I want to give up. I'm tired. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Cry. Lay in bed. Get that pint of ice cream. Eat it. Whatever. But get up. Yeah. And be good. Like, be good to yourself, you know, because at the end of the day, if you are not good to yourself, like, you know, how will you get through the day? basically you know you know one thing that i've changed i mean i've always really been into like motivational stuff this that and the other but one thing that i've made a habit and it really has changed the tone of my day Uh is (laughs) that was actual blowing her nose by the way not to interrupt you but women do you like if you get your period (laughs) is if do you sometimes feel like you got the flu or a cold because every time I get my period, I always get some kind of cold or flu-like. Symptoms. Really? I've every never time, experienced that. Every time. I looked it up yesterday and it said it is a symptom of having a period. You get a cold. Oh, I can see. You're probably like your, maybe your immune system is a little bit lower because of, I guess, I don't know. Um, I've never heard of that, but I'm not surprised. Gosh, it, even that on its own is a topic and how yes. much your body, you know what? I just have to say, I don't know about anybody else that's had a baby there. My menstrual cycle, hundred percent different now that I have a child. So after having a child, but anyways, I was just going to say that one thing that has really helped me, um, 
to get through the day when I like I don't want to get out of bed, but my son is jumping on me and it's time to feed him, <laughs> do all that stuff. I always start like my day with a motivational, a morning motivation, and you can just like look it up on YouTube. But what I find is like, even if I'm not fully listening, and maybe it's like my subconscious, I don't know. But I always find that when I do start my day with that, it sets my tone. And it's almost like, you know, when we were talking about with Carrie Ann, um, which is an episode that will be coming out in April, um, who is a Reiki master, but just like your aura is almost protected because you have just put it out in the universe and your mindset that like, I have good energy today. Nothing is going to like trip me up to the point that I can't go on. I'm going to deal with it head on and I'm going to move on, you know? And I feel when I listen to that, it sets the tone of my day and I feel like I really can take on anything. Mm -hmm. So it's those little things. But for me, that's my little self-care and I do it while I'm still laying in bed. Um, so that when I do get out and start my day, I try to start it, you know, the best way possible. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's not for everybody because I remember telling a friend I used to do that. She's like, oh, I don't believe in that stuff. So it's, it is not for everybody, but find that one thing that is going to, you know, keep you positive throughout your day, you know, or at least try to be optimistic and positive and, you know, take screen breaks, take what you need to. But, you know, I think the worst thing is to just like just to give up and and be deflated like I said at the beginning the feeling I have is deflated and I know when I get to that point it means that I'm not full I need to take care of myself mm -hmm. so I know how I start my day is like I do like most of the time I wake up early to work out but I do my devotion and on the bible app you can put it to audio to listen to your devotion so I put it on audio and I fall asleep for the next hour until I fully yeah. wake up but it's somehow the word is downloaded into my brain so you wake up and you're like okay so when i finally get out of bed i'm like lord this is the day that you have made we shall be rejoiced and be glad in it so by saying that i know like regardless of how the day goes i will still rejoice and be glad in it because it's the day that god has made mm -hmm. and it's so funny every time i do that or i remember to say that my day is better like I get like, like surprises, like this Friday, I got a call and my boss like, oh, by the way, we increased your salary, merit increase. And I'm like, oh my God, like, <laughs> I'm not saying that it's, when you do that, you accept rewards, but it's almost like you open the day to receive yeah. good blessings and good things into your life when you give thanks, just being awake. And I know it's hard because I've suffered from, I suffered with depression over this summer and I realized I came to the conclusion recently that I've suffered with anxiety my whole life. Mm -hmm. I used to have, when I was as young as nine years old, I remember I had such a, um, an anxiety attack on my way to school that my mom had to drop, go through to the, the priest house to play, lay hands on me because I was having an attack. Right. And it's just now that I'm like, Oh, that was anxiety. And I remember I've had all these an anxious thoughts and I've fought with anxiety my whole life. I'm not on medication, but, and if you need medication, please take it. But I have learned to just like, just say every time I'm, I feel like an anxious thought is coming, I just say, Lord, it's in your hands. And I release it, you know, or I say a prayer because as women, we are struggling daily with these things. And yes, just 
as Nicole said, just even having a meditative word to yourself, a motivating word that just says, you know, even just saying it's going to be a good day, even if it doesn't feel like it, just say it's going to be a good day. And it's surprising how the chemicals in your brain will make you see that it's a good day. And if things don't go your way, just see it as there's a bless. there's something blocking you from harming yourself. That's why you're facing obstacles. So. Yeah, and, and I would say, like, one last thing, too, for me personally is, like, just detach yourself from social media for a little bit. Like, you know, we, we both have gone through these, like, social media cleanses, and it's, it's funny that social media is such a presence in our lives these days, but it's, it can be used for good, and it has been. But it's just when there's this imbalance of, like, you know, where it sort of becomes an addictive trait of yourself that you're constantly going on it's even if you 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 say it doesn't affect you it really does like these mental images of seeing mental images of perfection that you're seeing it does really play a mind and you know your 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 eyes and your brain are like a camera you know it sees it and it stores it so it's a really good idea to do a social media cleanse even if it's for a couple of days mm-hmm. um to not make you feel so bad about where you are in your life you know if anything has taught us that this especially this week social media is fake it's not real and um Derek Jackson taught us that oh my gosh this guy who they want you to see but behind the scenes they're a hot mess and this is what social media does we put on our we put our best pictures forward we put our everything for it. That is what, you know, one thing, as much as Derek Jackson's wife, you know, we were condemning her, but I liked, now that I think about it, her coming on with her bonnet, not wearing a bra, looking a hot mess, shows you that this is real life. Mm-hmm. I thought so too. We're all, and I can only say that now when I'm thinking about, cause I condemned, I was like, girl, you couldn't even borrow a wig and whatever, but we're not perfect our lives are a mess behind the scenes behind the cameras behind the pictures we are fighting battles a lot of people don't even realize so she came on and this is her this is her going through infidelity in her marriage and her and everything and she showed it raw but because we're so used to seeing perfection when somebody displays their raw of what they're going through we condemn a hundred percent like it's it's funny and i don't want to talk about this guy because we've Mm -hmm. just given him so much attention of our own but um a friend of mine had put up this post and i think i was telling you before it was like kind of like this video of, of of showing his mistresses and how gorgeous and like their bodies are crazy beautiful and they're in bikinis and it showed like a picture of um, his wife sitting beside him in the bonnet, no bra, et cetera. Um, and the woman in the video who was posting about the mistresses was kind of implying like, I understand why he cheated, you know? And you're just like, can you, if, if somebody's going through that, that her husband has done this with multiple women, not only the che- the cheating thing, but the fact that this is how he's making his living. Mm-hmm. Like he is preaching to everybody that to be, that he is a good man and to be a good man, this is what you have to do. Like to me, I feel like that is um, 
when it like when we become a part of the problem you know like nobody's perfect i'm not even saying in any aspect like i'm not trying to judge but this guy in particular um he's just made a profit off of people's vulnerabilities and bashing men you know and um sometimes it's warranted but other times like when that woman posted that video saying oh you know, she could have she could have put a bra on. She could have done this. She yeah. could have done that. You're well, just I was like, one of those women who condemned her. I'm gonna well, be honest. I, I was totally defending her, saying like, "Can you imagine what she is going through?" And now it's public. And maybe she was able to handle it when, if if she knew about it. And like she said in that video, I left. I came back. I tried to work on it. You know, we don't know what was going on behind closed doors, but now it is public. Mm-hmm. And now she has, and now I'm thinking if that would happen to me, I'd have to get dressed up for you, for your sake. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'd I, have to I, go wouldn't, get... <laughs> I wouldn't have gone on camera. That's just me. Yeah, me too. Now, but I wouldn't because that was your mess. Fix it. But yeah, exactly. He, I guess she wanted to, we don't know what led her to do it and whether it was her idea or not, but we overall, like we are so quick to see the fakeness or the farce nature of people living this life that is not real and displaying it to us on you know and i know that i've had some people tell me like when i come on sometimes i do my um stories and my hair like i recently posted a friend's um business the tea that i got like i'm sure most of you saw and i was plain faced no makeup my hair was a hot mess and somebody be like, girl, why didn't you put on some makeup or do your hair or wrap your head or whatever? But I was home. I was working from home. You know, mm-hmm. I was in the middle of a work day. I didn't have any Zoom calls. I was just like, my sister just, the mailman brought the package. I was like, let me unbox it on. T- let me give a business promotion for her because she has a business. I wasn't ready to put on this whole make like by the time I was done, whatever I wanted to say would be gone. So I know my raw nature. This is me on a Friday working from home. Right. And this is how we all look right now, working from home right now. If you look at us right now, if you had a, if you had a visual of us, we are all, my hair is wrapped, you know, I'm in a sweatshirt. Nicole has her hair in a bunch has a scarf around her. Like, you know what? we're home but when we step out we step out you know yeah i think and actually like again this is where i feel like social media can be good there was a post of this woman who was showing that like herself as a filter Mm -hmm. like these kind of instagram story filters or snapchat Mm -hmm. filters versus her real face and she was like this is not how i look you know Mm -hmm. and this is this is the issue too where like i feel women are really hard on on one another for this because um we're so quick to judge how somebody like looks and and sometimes it's innocent sometimes it's like fun you're not like meaning too much harm but it but this is it's just like it perpetuates because these filters we constantly put these filters that make us look so different from who we are that when we see ourselves when we see ourselves or when other people see the way that we look we're judgmental about it but you're just like you know it's it's all a part of like <laughs> it's all a big cycle and a part of the problem like instagram for example love it and hate it but it does these things to to just create more animosity and just the other day i i heard somewhere that they're creating an instagram for kids 
just for kids and you're just like oh that's how that's gonna go totally left because how old do you have to be to for it to be considered kids and like look at the look at the things that people have access to like instagram is not very um strict on provocative videos or vulgar videos and like videos with weapons or Mm -hmm. drugs and stuff so it's like you have to be you have to report that and even when you report it they're not necessarily going to take it down so can you imagine what kids kids can look up anything yep yep so but yeah it is Scott. i remember like when i put that video up of you know looking doing the promotion for the video my uncle sent me a message and he said i don't see an ugly i don't see a plain face i see a beautiful woman's looking and yes he's my uncle whatever but it's funny like to the it's women who will convince you why didn't you do your hair why didn't you put lipstick on why didn't you do this but men they see that and they're like beautiful you know (laughs) a lot of guys that i've met will say they don't want their woman to put on the most makeup they love to see their woman in that sweatshirt and back like of course when you're stepping out you want to look like a bad chick but sometimes the way they find their women the most attractive is when they're just plain oh yeah i know i always i'm always shocked when um i mean this doesn't happen too often now but like i i remember i would go out looking the way that i look right now gray hairs and everything in a bun no makeup barely any eyebrows on right now and uh and like a guy would hit on me and i'd be like are you are you sure you see what you see you know but maybe it's that aura of just being comfortable you know what i mean because yeah, and I feel like as we get older, I don't know about you, like I still put on, for example, for my role, I have to see students and I'm always constantly talking to people. So of course I have to look presentable. Um, so I do wear makeup every day, even if it's just a little bit. But um, I'm so, as I get older, I'm just so lazy <laughs> to put on makeup. Well, otherwise. I, I, for my role, like when we're having staff meetings and we're on camera, like they get this, the head wrap sometimes, my hair, and I don't care because it's just us staff, right? But sometimes when we're having meetings with outside clients and I have to have my, you know, camera on, then maybe I'll look decent enough, at least from the camera. But um, it was just yesterday, I was like, oh, let me go, I'm going to pick up my groceries. Let me do some eye makeup just to make myself like present i have a mask on at least let my eyes look a little bit bright but i think covid is teaching us that you know what we have to be comfortable in our skin yeah we love who we are and that's the being a woman we always feel like we always have to put one we always have to be always you know looking mm-hmm. perfect but the reality is it's it's hard to maintain that all the time like yeah i'm not going to always have makeup on and my hair done and my nail like i haven't done my like you know girl me and my nails <laughs> and my nails have been playing over two months yeah and my feet need to get a pedicure and everything oh my gosh mine too i need to shave my legs and i'm sure women out there who are in lockdown or partial lockdown will relate that we are not looking our best, but I think we're looking, we are looking our best because we're alive and we're healthy and we're well. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I feel like, like I don't wear as much makeup as I used to before, but I feel like my skin is the best it's ever been in COVID because of COVID, because yeah. there's like 
less ex less exposure to toxins and whatever else you know if you use certain kinds of makeup or my hair has grown really fast because mm -hmm. it's literally in a protective style the whole time you know i'm not doing anything to it and it's in a bun and it's growing and whatever um but uh oh you know what i was gonna say you know you were talking about like when women were expected to look a certain way and but i have to say i love like girly stuff sometimes but my heart my heart is really in like i i want to i like wearing athletic looking stuff yeah, i know. like being in tights mm -hmm. like i love being in workout tights athlete athleisure or whatever if i could live in that for the rest of my life you know i remember when when I, my mom was alive she always used to say to me like come on you gotta dress more like a girl and i'd be like oh my gosh like i love my hoodies i love my sports jackets that's just who i am you know and even that there's this like expectation that you're supposed to like i remember a guy a guy also said that to me a friend of mine he's like you just you always look like you are about to go play basketball <laughs> you know and i'm like i just love that kind of clothing and when it's time to dress up I can throw it down like I could yeah. change up you know but um but to be very comfortable I I like to just wear my hoodies and my mm -hmm. my tights with my running shoes like yeah. that's who I feel that's where I feel my best that's me too like I have more hoodies or more sweatshirts and more leggings and more sneakers than I do dress up stuff yeah this is because it's my this is comfort like Saturday running around sweatshirt leggings and then in the summer it's still leggings and then yeah. sneakers or whatever like dressing up to it's nice to dress up do the hair the makeup wear the heels but i am the most comfortable in and it's always been like that my jeans like back in the day was jeans and a t-shirt yeah but still like now I've just migrated to leggings because it's so much more comfortable right and sneakers or whatever and then top i'm never like the dresses and stuff I leave it for like professional outings or once, yeah. in, once in a while. It's not yeah, a bad idea. It's my, this is go-to like right now I'm in my sweatshirt and my yeah. Or even that um, expectation of the makeup. Like, you know, we've seen so many people um, who have, who are so talented and like self-acclaimed or some people who didn't go to school for it. They're just really talented makeup artists and you see this all over. And like, sometimes I feel like, man, like I don't want to contour. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go how. through I don't even know how but no. like I, I like my basics and sometimes you know again it's just like it's it's to each their own but like sometimes you'll go out with people who are like who have a full a full face mm -hmm. contour and everything and they look amazing and the beautiful lashes and all that and then you start to feel like oh, am I support like <laughs> is that expected of me because you know my makeup regimen really is like what do you even call it a primer Mm -hmm. so that my face doesn't look too oily mm -hmm. you know a little bit of foundation translucent that translucent powder so that again you, my face doesn't look oily mm -hmm. my eyebrows penciled in and mascara and I feel my best mm -hmm. just like that and but when you see all these videos and then you see these transformations you're just like oh my god now I gotta get my eyelashes done i'm like the last the only time I wore, i've worn eyelashes was for my brother's wedding and oh my gosh i was like blinking the whole time i was like i couldn't wait to go home this as soon as i walked through the door peeled those bad boys off yeah like, i'm not it's not me yeah yeah, yeah. I, it's nice i love to look like when my makeup is done i love the how how i look yeah 
Beautiful. But I'm like, I don't have the energy for it. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's the energy. It's the energy. And I, I applaud women. And I wish I was that girl or that woman who did that all the time. And maybe I will be one day. But for now, I think women do what is best for you. Be comfortable in your skin. You have a big belly, rub that big belly till you can't stop rubbing it no more. You know, you have... <laughs> Tiny breasts, big breasts, love it. If it's what will feed your child one day or not, you know, um, whatever you have, you have those chicken wing hands that, you know, flap them. (laughs) Eventually you will rise up and be able to fly somewhere. I don't know. Like you have face, it's hard, but girl, this is who you are. And when mm-hmm. you love yourself, you embrace yourself, you stop, we stop putting all these limitations or expectations on one another or on ourselves. The beauty rate to radiates. I realized today that this body we have is borrowed. Of course. Right. Our soul is what lives. So when we, this body passes away, it's not the soul that dies it's the body that dies. And it goes off to happiness. So just think of this thing as a borrowed vessel. You know, it's not going to last. When you go into eternity, it's not following you. It's going into the ground to be maggot food. So (laughs) take care of it while you're here on earth. But don't focus that your beauty is inherent on this borrowed vessel. The beauty you have should be what is inside. And I've seen people who are physically unattractive but they're so beautiful from the inside that it just makes them beautiful on the outside and and that's what yeah and that again like it goes back to our conversation with Carrie Ann about that energy because you can you can maybe not be considered oh like beautiful against whoever's standards whoever decides to say you're not beautiful or not but you can just have this beautiful soul and aura and energy about yourself that and we've seen that all the time you know you see that all the time where somebody is just so their their energy is so infectious that you know you can see why opportunities come their way why they're dating the most good looking guy or girl because that because of that energy so it's not just like you know beauty really is skin deep kind of thing right it really is it's forget about this like this is cool like if you're in covid right now and you haven't been able to do your eyebrows you have chin hairs growing out of your face like i do right now listen as long as your soul is a beautiful soul all of these things will make it better you'll become better and actually when you're beautiful inside it clears out your skin because you're radiating beauty you know anyways we have talked for a while now it's supposed to be a 30 minute episode but (laughs) when (laughs) it is not like we are in lockdown so i don't get to see nicole very often so this is how we are able to catch up we wanted this conversation to go on there's so much to talk about as being a woman challenges even something as simple as toxic faith but yeah um, there's so much but last words before we wrap it up well, I just wanted to say as we end off this month of March, you know, um, I'm so happy that I'm a woman. I'm so happy that you are my friend as a woman. We share so many similarities and so many differences, but we embrace all of it. Um, and yeah, we just have to really embrace being being women. And I will say that is my my message for the month of March is just embrace your womanhood. 
And my message is like, I likewise, Nicole, I love doing this podcast with you. I love being your friend. I love going like hearing stupidity on the news or whatever and calling and ranting about it. We always somehow agree, but most importantly, women dance in the rain. And I said that in my blog post dance in the rain, because you know what? Life is too damn short. Love those who love you, you know, put your best foot forward when you can it's okay to wear um not to be happy all the time but take care of you and just remember to dance and most importantly wash your hands wear your mask (laughs) and like share subscribe our podcast click on that subscribe button on your streaming platform go like us at at fufu and pop on instagram you know no hit that notification button to receive our podcast the minutes it's released go listen to go read our blog the the link is in our profile on instagram just support us leave us your comments even if you hate our episodes let us know just tell us so we can be better tell us what you want to hear about who you would like us to interview just hit us up. We want to hear from you. And also our email is at fufuempap at gmail.com. So email us. We read our emails. We do. We do respond when we can, but just hit us up. And even if your comment is like, hey, tell your co-host Nicole to speak (laughs) up. Like she talks too soft. So even if that's a comment. (laughs) Or she she soothes you when you're feeling (laughs) Hit us up. Let us know. But it's been great talking to you, Nicole. And we'll check you guys out in our next podcast or our next blog post. So look out for us. It's been real. Bye. Now, peace. Saudade, minha terra, sem Saudade